This is the Bible in one year, day 62, How to Exercise Spiritual Authority. I first met him when he came to speak at a student weekend while I was studying at Cambridge University. Although he was the guest speaker, he was very gracious and I sensed a deep humility. When he spoke, he did so with real authority. His message was simple and focused on telling people about Jesus. A few years later, he came to be the vicar. Holy Trinity Brompton. This modest and deeply spiritual man not only led our church and others at a key moment of its growth, but also trained some of the most influential Christian leaders in the UK over the last 40 years. David Watson, David McInnes, Sandy Miller, John Irvin were all curates to John Collins, a clergyman who never sought prominence or platform, but who invested his whole life in serving others. His authority did not come from his position in life, or from worldly power. Rather, his authority came from his relationship with Jesus Christ. It was self-authenticating. Today, people are very wary of authority. Of course, it can be abused. However, godly, spiritual authority is a source of great blessing. From Psalm 29 Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribed to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf, Sarion like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kurdish. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forests bare. And in his temple all cry, Glory! The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Voice of Authority There's a huge spiritual hunger and need in our society. People are searching for spiritual knowledge and experience. This psalm points us towards the voice of the Lord. David describes the awesome power, majesty and authority of God's voice. Today, the supreme way we hear the voice of the Lord is through the words of the Bible. The word of God is authoritative, powerful and majestic. We fall on our knees, we call out glory. Being on our knees is an appropriate way to listen to the voice of the Lord. I love to start each day on my knees, reading the Bible, trying to hear God's voice, asking, Lord, what are you saying to me today? David starts by saying, Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. All authority, power and strength belong to God. However, he does not keep it all to himself. As you listen to his voice, he shares with you his authority, power and strength. David ends with, The Lord gives strength to his people and blesses his people with peace. These are two things we desperately need as we face the battles of life, internal and external. We need God's strength 
and his peace. Lord, thank you that you share with us your authority, power and strength. Please strengthen me for the battles of today and give me peace in the midst of the storms of life. New Testament from Mark 11 and 12 They arrived again in Jerusalem. And while Jesus was walking in the temple courts, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders came to him. By what authority are you doing these things? they asked. And who gave you authority to do this? Jesus replied, I will ask you one question. Answer me and I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, was it from heaven or of human origin? Tell me. They discussed it among themselves and said, If we say from heaven, he will ask, Then why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, they feared the people for everyone held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We don't know. Jesus said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. Mark chapter 12 Jesus then began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard. He put a wall round it, dug a pit for the winepress, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. At harvest time he sent a servant to the tenants to collect from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. But they seized him, beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Then he sent another servant to them. They struck this man on the head and treated him shamefully. He sent still another, and that one they killed. He sent many others. Some of them they beat, others they killed. He had one left to send, a son whom he loved. He sent him last of all, saying, They will respect my son. But the tenants said to one another, this is the heir. Come, let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Haven't you read this passage of Scripture? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvellous in our eyes. Then the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders looked for a way to arrest him because they knew he had spoken the parable against them. But they were afraid of the crowd, so they left him and went away. God-given authority. Jesus spoke and acted with God-given authority. He listened to the voice of the Lord and spoke the very words of God. This is the key. If you want to speak with authority, spend time with God, listening to his voice. It was perfectly obvious to everyone that Jesus had authority. The only question his opponents asked was where that authority came from. Jesus responded with a brilliant question about John the Baptist. He asked them whether John's authority was from God, heaven, or of human origin. They could not answer the question because they did not want to admit it came from God as they had not believed him. Nor did they want to say that it came from human origin because the people recognized that John was a true prophet. 
I once heard a preacher who believed that the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit ended with the apostolic age being asked the question, is the Pentecostal movement a move of God? It provoked a similar response to the one in today's passage. He could not answer the question. To say that it came from God would mean recognizing the outpouring of the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit in our contemporary world. To deny that it came from God would be to deny the experience of over 600 million Christians around the world who have experienced God's power through the Pentecostal movement. Because Jesus' interrogators refuse to answer his question about John the Baptist, Jesus refuses to answer their question about his authority. Jesus said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. Jesus then tells a parable which is intended to reveal the source of his authority. His opponents certainly recognize Jesus' aim, for Mark tells us that they looked for a way to arrest Jesus because they knew he had spoken the parable against them. Jesus' parable is about a man who planted a vineyard, put a wall round it, dug a pit for the winepress and built a watchtower. The parable is based on Isaiah 5, 1-7, in which God is the owner and his people, particularly the leaders, are the vineyard. In Jesus' parable, the servants who are sent and killed are God's prophets, including John the Baptist. Jesus then introduces himself into his own parable. God had one left to send, a son, whom he loved. He sent him last of all, saying, They will respect my son. Jesus shows he has a unique authority because he is the unique son of God. There is a very clear distinction made between the unique beloved son and heir and the different servants who were sent first. Yet with amazing foresight, Jesus declared that he, the unique Son of God, will be killed. He then explains that the leadership of God's people will be transferred to a new leadership, the early leaders of the church, with Jesus as their cornerstone. The stone the builders rejected, that has become the cornerstone. The unique Son of God has unique authority as the unique cornerstone of God's people. Listen to him and you too will speak with the authority that derives from his authority. Lord, thank you that you are the unique Son of God who spoke with the authority of God himself. Help me to walk in a close relationship with you, hear your voice, and speak your words with authority. Old Testament from Leviticus 9 and 10 On the eighth day, Moses summoned Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. He said to Aaron, Take a bull calf for your sin offering and a ram for your burnt offering, both without defect, and present them before the Lord. Then say to the Israelites, Take a male goat for a sin offering, a calf and a lamb, both a year old and without defect, for a burnt offering, and an ox and a ram for a fellowship offering to sacrifice before the Lord, together with a grain offering mixed with olive oil. For today the Lord will appear to you. They took the things Moses commanded to the front of the tent of meeting, and the entire assembly came near and stood before the Lord. Then Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded you to do, so that the glory of the Lord may appear to you. Moses said to Aaron, Come to the altar and sacrifice your sin offering and your burnt offering and make atonement for yourself and the people. Sacrifice the offering that is for the people and make atonement for them, as the Lord has commanded. So Aaron came to the altar and slaughtered the calf as a sin offering for himself. 
his sons brought the blood to him, and he dipped his finger into the blood and put it on the horns of the altar. The rest of the blood he poured out at the base of the altar. On the altar he burned the fat, the kidneys, and the long lobe of the liver from the sin offering, as the Lord commanded Moses. The flesh and the hide he burned outside the camp. Then he slaughtered the burnt offering. His sons handed him the blood, and he splashed it against the sides of the altar. They handed him the burnt offering, piece by piece, including the head, and he burned them on the altar. He washed the internal organs and the legs and burned them on top of the burnt offering on the altar. Aaron then brought the offering that was for the people. He took the goat for the people's sin offering and slaughtered it and offered it for a sin offering, as he did with the first one. He brought the burnt offering and offered it in the prescribed way. He also brought the grain offering, took a handful of it and burned it on the altar in addition to the morning's burnt offering. He slaughtered the ox and the ram as the fellowship offering for the people. His sons handed him the blood and he splashed it against the sides of the altar. But the fat portions of the ox and the ram, the fat tail, the layer of fat, the kidneys and the long lobe of the liver, these they laid on the breasts. And then Aaron burned the fat on the altar. Aaron waved the breasts and the right thigh before the Lord as a wave offering, as Moses commanded. Then Aaron lifted his hands towards the people and blessed them. And having sacrificed the sin offering, the burnt offering and the fellowship offering, he stepped down. Moses and Aaron then went into the tent of meeting. When they came out, they blessed the people, and the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. Fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat portions on the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted for joy and fell face down. Leviticus chapter 10 Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, took their censers, put fire in them and added incense. And they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, contrary to his command. So fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Moses then said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke of when he said, Among those who approach me I will be proved holy. In the sight of all the people I will be honored. Aaron remained silent. Moses summoned Mishael and Elzaphan, the sons of Aaron's uncle Aziel, and said to them, Come here, carry your cousins outside the camp, away from the front of the sanctuary. So they came and carried them, still in their tunics, outside the camp as Moses ordered. Then Moses said to Aaron and his sons Eleazar and Ithamar, Do not let your hair become unkempt, and do not tear your clothes, or you will die, and the Lord will be angry with the whole community. But your relatives, all the Israelites, may mourn for those the Lord has destroyed by fire. Do not leave the entrance to the tent of meeting, or you will die. 
because the Lord's anointing oil is on you. So they did as Moses said. Then the Lord said to Aaron, You and your sons are not to drink wine or other fermented drink whenever you go into the tent of meeting, or you will die. This is a lasting ordinance for the generations to come, so that you can distinguish between the holy and the common, between the unclean and the clean, and so you can teach the Israelites all the decrees the Lord has given them through Moses. Moses said to Aaron and his remaining sons, Eleazar and Ithamar, Take the grain offering left over from the food offerings prepared without yeast and present it to the Lord and eat it beside the altar for it is most holy. Eat it in the sanctuary area because it is your share and your son's share of the food offerings presented to the Lord for so I have been commanded. But you and your sons and your daughters may eat the breast that was waved and the thigh that was presented. Eat them in a ceremonially clean place. They have been given to you and your children as your share of the Israelites' fellowship offerings. The thigh that was presented and the breast that was waved must be brought with the fat portions of the food offerings to be waved before the Lord as a wave offering. This will be the perpetual share for you and your children, as the Lord commanded. When Moses inquired about the goat of the sin offering, and found that it had been burned, he was angry with Eleazar and Ithamar, Aaron's remaining sons, and asked, Why didn't you eat the sin offering in the sanctuary area? It is most holy. It was given to you to take away the guilt of the community by making atonement for them before the Lord. Since its blood was not taken into the holy place, you should have eaten the goat in the sanctuary area, as I commanded. Aaron replied to Moses, Today they sacrifice their sin offering and their burnt offering before the Lord. But such things as this have happened to me. Would the Lord have been pleased if I had eaten the sin offering today? When Moses heard this, he was satisfied. Authority of Jesus. It's an awesome thing to enter into the presence of God. The glory of God appeared to all the people fire blazed out from God. When all the people saw it happen, they cheered loudly and then fell down, bowing in reverence. The example of Nadab and Abihu shows that access to God's presence should never be taken for granted. People today often want a relationship with God on their own terms and in their own way. However, it's only because of Jesus that you can enter God's presence with confidence and without fear. Access to the presence of God was made possible in the Old Testament through the complex sacrificial system. The high priest had to offer sacrifices for himself and the people. Because the high priest was a human being and like us was weak and sinful, he had to go on offering sacrifices for his own sin as well as the sins of the people. Jesus has a unique authority. He is the sinless high priest. As the writer of Hebrews puts it, such a high priest truly meets our need. One who is holy blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. As a result, through Jesus, you have access 
to the holy presence of God. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open to us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. You can come into the presence of God today and hear the voice of the Lord, receive his strength and peace and speak with the authority that comes from having heard the voice of God. Lord, thank you that I now have access to the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. Today, I want to draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith to hear the voice of the Lord, receive his strength and peace and speak with the authority that comes from having heard the voice of God. Pepper adds, In Psalm 29, it says, The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. That's what I need each day, strength and peace. Peace in a busy world and strength to carry out all that I need to do today. <laughs> 